What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast with Joey Mayolari. So tonight, I'm going to preview Celtics-Warriors uh, Game 4 matchup, uh, and then also break down how Games 1 through 3 went. Uh, Celtics currently up 2-1 in the series, so a big game tonight going into Game 4. Um, I've really been surprised with how well the Celtics have been playing. I know going into uh, the Finals, my prediction was Warriors in 6. Um, and I'm, a, I'm not the only one. Um, Felger and Maz both had the Warriors winning. Um, Chris Casper had the Warriors winning in six. Now he has them in seven. Uh, I believe Felger and Maz both stayed with the Warriors for now just because they didn't want to change their pick. Colin Coward had the Warriors winning. Uh, so I wasn't the only one thinking the Warriors uh, would have been tough for the Celtics uh, to stay up and, and, and compete with. But uh, my biggest worry was transition points, and uh, that's where the Celtics have actually been slowing them down, uh, at least in game three. Uh, the Celtics played really well. Um, in that regard, uh, towards the end of the game, especially in the fourth quarter, uh, the Celtics were elite uh, on defense in the fourth quarter. Uh, but anyway, so in game one, uh, the Celtics handed the Warriors their first playoff loss at home. The, the Warriors were 9-0 and heading into that game at home. Uh, in that game, though, I mean, not everything was great. All, uh, obviously, the Celtics won, so uh, all's well that ends well, I guess. But um, talking about Tatum, though, Tatum was horrific uh, in game one. 3 of 17 uh, from the floor, only scored 12 points. He did have 13 assists, so I, he was a playmaker at least, and uh, was setting up uh, the other guys on the team, but uh, 3 of 17 from the floor, you can't have. Um, but that's actually a worry for the Warriors. If, if Tatum's going 3 of 17 from the floor, not playing well, and the Celtics still win, uh, that's a big worry for the Warriors. So, uh, and, and another worry for the Warriors is they were scoreless. Uh, the Celtics had a 17-0 run in the fourth quarter, um, and that just can't happen. If you're, if you're the Warriors, that's, that's devastating, especially since they were up. I mean, the Warriors had a 15 point lead, uh, blew it. Celtics went that, went on that, went, went on that 17 0 run, uh, in, in the fourth quarter. Horford, Smart, and, and, and Derek White were the big three uh, for the Celtics in, you know, a five to six minute span, uh, in the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, Horford had eight points, Smart had six points, and then White had three. Um, the Celtics were six of 11. Uh, from the floor with seven rebounds in that stretch, um, and Golden State was 0 of five with zero points uh, in the, I think I believe it was the seven minute mark to like the one minute mark in the fourth quarter of Game One, or the six minute mark to the one minute mark. So, not a great uh, finish for the Warriors in Game One. Um, Steph started out really hot at 21 points in the first quarter, uh, had none in the second quarter, and then finished the game with 34, shot seven of 14 from three. Um, Wiggins in, in Clay, uh, Andrew Wiggins at 20 points, Clay Thompson at 15. Um, Draymond Green was brutal in game one, two of 12 from the floor with four points, uh, 0 of four from three, three turnovers, had 11 rebounds, I guess, so he contributed on the boards. He did follow out of that game. I'm going to get uh, a little bit more to Draymond when I talk about how he uh, performed in game three and his whole podcast situation and everything I'm going to get into in a second. Um, so the Celtics went on that 17-0 run. Uh, they outscored the Warriors 40-16 to in the fourth quarter. Um, the Warriors did outscore the Celtics 38-24 in the third quarter of Game 1, but uh, the fourth quarter, the Celtics definitely rebounded well um, and got themselves back in the game to win it, uh, which was huge. Horford was great, 26 points off 9-12 to shooting. Um, Jalen added 24 points, Smart at 18 points, White at 21. Um, it was just a crazy game because you add all those points from Horford, White, and Smart, those are all points you'd think that you'd have from, you'd think Tatum and Brown would combine uh, for the amount that Horford, Smart, and White did. And that's the thing. Horford, Smart, White combined for, what was it, 15 threes out of 23 attempts. So they're 15 to 23 from the floor. Um, and then a game two was a very different storage. I'm going to get into that in a second as well. But um, those three guys, though, were just on, they were just on something that night. Um, 
Smart at 18, Derek White at 21, Horford at 26, uh, Jamin at 24, and then obviously Tatum uh, only finished with 12 points, I believe. Yeah, 12 points. So not the best night. But those big numbers, though, from the three, 15 to 23, if anyone's going to shoot 15 to 23 in the Celtics, you would think it would be, you know, maybe Jalen, um, guess Tatum too, Tatum, Tatum and Jalen, if they both got hot. You would never expect it to be those three guys uh, drilling threes, and, and especially in clutch moments. Although Horford's been playing really well on the playoffs, so I can't criticize him. Um, but huge win for the Celtics in Game 1. Uh, as for the Warriors, though, that that was a brutal uh, way to lose the game, especially with how poor they play in the fourth quarter. Um, not often do you, do you win games where you're a superstar player like Tatum, uh, doesn't have uh, an A1 game. Uh, and that's a worry for the Warriors, that the Celtics can win games without Tatum having 40 points or 35 points. That's And, and Jalen had 24. Um, so they don't even need a 30-point game from uh, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum to beat the Warriors, and that's a problem for the Warriors. Um, so the Celtics became the first team in finals history to win by 10-plus points after trailing by 10-plus points entering the fourth quarter. So finished, uh, that, finished that fourth quarter very strong, very good way to start the finals and get going. Um, the Celtics are eight and two. Uh, they were eight and two after that game uh, on the road in the postseason, um, which was huge. Uh, now eight and three end up losing game two, um, but eight and three on the road in the postseason. And the winner of game one has gone on to win seventy point seven of the time in the NBA Finals. So just a couple statistics I wanted to share. Um, anyways, in game two, brutal game for the Celtics. Um, Tatum had the worst plus minus of his career, minus 36. The next closest, uh, of the worst plus minuses in the Celtics was Derek White with minus 17. So it's not close at all to Tatum's minus 36. Um, still not a good minus 17, but minus 36 is horrific. Um, White, Horford, and Smart combined for 15 threes, as I said, in game one. Um, and then in game two, much different story. Um, White was two of four from three. Horford was O of O from three and Smart was O of three from three. So... They combined there in game two, two of seven from three compared to 15 to 23 in game one. And that that's something that Draymond talked about at the game one. I didn't disagree with him. I didn't like the way he said it because obviously he's fueling um, to the fire, giving the Celtics uh, some motivation to get going. Um, but him saying after game one that, you know, not every night basically that you're going to have Al Horford, Derek White, and Marcus Smart, you know, go 15 to 23 from three. I don't disagree with him there. I think uh, he has a point. You're not going to have uh, 15 to 23 every single night from those guys, but um, maybe just the way he said it, uh, I wasn't too big of a fan of, but he's not wrong. I guess in game two, uh, they didn't really play that well. Although game three, Marcus Smart played really well. Um, I think he had 24, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um, anyways, though, so I said, a combined 15 to 23 in game one, um, just four points combined for Horford and Smart. They had two points apiece. Um, it were two of 10 from the floor in game two. Um, so it was a much different game for the Celtics. Um, the Warriors' defense was much better in Game 2, though. They forced 19 turnovers, had 15 steals, um, and that's something the Celtics were taking advantage of in Game 1. The Warriors and the Celtics both have uh, the top defenses in the NBA, but in Game 2, the Warriors were just all over the Celtics. Seems like they game-planned Seemed like they game planned a lot better than they did in Game 1. So I give them credit. Give, give credit where it's due. Um, Tatum was 8, eight of 19 from the floor in Game 2, 28 points, 6 of 9 from 3. Uh, the Warriors had 15 steals for the Celtics, 5. So 10 more steals in the Celts. Um, the Celts had 18 turnovers. The Warriors only had 12. So th- those are margins you really can't win many games with. So the Warriors ended up winning uh, Game 2 by 19 points. They held a 29-point lead, actually, at one point. Um, but uh, the Celtics cut it down to 19 by the end of the game. Um, anyways... 
Uh, the Celtics were outscored in the paint in Game 2, 40-24. A big reason uh, was Robert Williams' exit early in the game. He only played 14 minutes in Game 2. Uh, only finished with two points, two rebounds, uh, three rebounds and two blocks. Um, Smart and Horford only had two points apiece. There was a lot of things, a lot of reasons uh, why the Warriors outscored the Celtics in the paint. Um, and I think the main reason is Robert Williams. He's been the X-Factor for the Celtics, been the best player of on the floor every time he's in there. It's, it's not all about scoring. I know the NBA, typically everyone's looking for who's putting up the most points, but Robert Williams has the biggest impact, I think, on the Celtics of any player. When he's out there, the Celtics are a different team. Uh, as you saw that in Game 2, the Celtics uh, got absolutely dominated in the paint 40-24, to but in Game 3, much different story, 52-26, to um, with Robert Williams out there. Uh, anyways, in Game 2, Steph finished with 29 points off 9-21 to from shooting and 9-21 of shooting uh, to go along with 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals. Clay was awful in Game 2, uh, 4 of 19 shooting from the floor, 1 of 8 from 3, finished with 11 points. Warriors still got the win, so even though he wasn't on his A game, uh, they ended up still winning the game. So uh, that was something for them to build off of was, even though Clay didn't have a great game, they still won. Uh, Clay rebounded well, though, and played well in Game 3. Um, anyways, moving on to Game 3, Jalen uh, scored or assisted on 24 of the Celtics' 33 points in the first quarter. Uh, he played all 12 minutes of the first. Jalen was an absolute workhorse. He was going to work right away for the Celtics. The Celtics really needed that, especially after losing Game 2. Uh, and having uh, a game, uh, an NBA Finals game, back at the TD Garden uh, for the first time um, since 2010, uh, it was just a crazy atmosphere. Everyone was going nuts, um, which is great. It's, it's, it's exciting, especially being a Boston sports fan. Um, you can never have too many wins, um, especially... Uh, with the Celtics, you know, there's been high expectations now for the past five, six, seven years, um, really about six years now, and uh, we haven't been able to get to the NBA Finals, so getting over that hump uh, just proves why uh, everyone was going nuts um, at the TD Garden, especially early on um, in Game 3. So to continue on about Jalen Brown's uh, terrific performance in the first quarter, he had 17 points in the first quarter, um, tailed off only at 10 points in the next three quarters, but uh, finished with 27 in the game, um, which was huge, Celtics really needed it. Um, great way for the Celtics uh, to get back on track after losing Game 2, winning Game 3 at home. Huge way uh, to get the Celtics' momentum back. Game 4 tonight will be a huge one. Um, but anyways, a couple things I want to highlight. Um, the Celtics dominated the glass 47-31. That's the Rob Williams effect. Rob Williams returned to Game 3 uh, healthy. The Celtics had 52 points in the paint to the Warriors' 26. Um, the Celtics had 15 offensive boards. The Warriors only had 6. Um, and as I said, the, the Celtics out-rebounded the Warriors 30 47 to 31, 16 extra rebounds, had 15 offensive boards. Um, and as I said, I think Robert Williams is the ex- biggest X factor on the Celtics. I think he's the most important player on the Celtics. Um, I think he's the most influential. When he's on the floor, the Celtics are a different team. He had eight points to go along with 10 rebounds, three steals, four blocks, uh, 26 minutes of action. Uh, very efficient. Maybe the most valuable player on the Celtics. Truly, I believe it because uh, they are not the same team without him out there. Um, he's a huge uh, rim protector. Every single time he's out there, he's blocking shots deterring the opponent from driving to the basket, getting rebounds, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. Uh, great rim protector. Had a crazy block on Steph in Game 3. His vertical is nuts. Um, he's just a great player all around. So what a draft pick by Danny Ainge putting him uh, on this Celtics team. They've always needed um, a center that can get rebounds. The Celtics you know, were getting out-rebounded the past two or three years. It's been awful uh, in the paint, um, especially last year against the, the Nets. Um, the 2021 NBA Finals, the Celtics, in 2021 playoffs, excuse me, the Celtics were just getting out-rebounded a ton by that Nets team. Uh, but this year's obviously a different story with Robert Williams fully healthy and uh, getting 25-plus minutes a night. Um, Williams finished with the best plus-minus on the Celtics team with a plus-21, um, which was huge. Just shows how much an effect he has on the game when he's out there. 
Um, anyways, um, the Celtics won by 16 in Game 3, only had only allowed 11 points to the Warriors uh, in the fourth quarter, so the Celtics finished the game very strong. Um, and that's one thing the Celtics have been struggling with is the third quarter. They, they've been recovering well in the fourth quarter, but third quarter has continued to be a problem uh, where the Celtics just lose control and nearly give up the game. Uh, that's something that has to be fixed, something that has to be worked on, um, especially if you want to win the NBA Finals. you still got to win um, another two games. I know game three uh, was a huge win. We still need, you still need to win another two games. You need to get the third quarter correct uh, and get that fixed. Um, and that, that's a problem. The Celtics blew an 18-point lead in game three. Um, the Celtics had a minus 14 uh uh, plus minus in the third quarter of game one, a minus eight plus uh, minus in the third quarter of game three. So that point differential minus 14 to minus eight um, in the first, in the third quarter of games one and uh, game three, definitely have to get better. They recovered well in, in the fourth quarter. Both those games end up winning, uh, but you'd rather play well in the third quarter and just feel a little bit more comfortable going into the fourth quarter. Um, one turnover for the Celtics in the first nine minutes of the fourth uh, of the fourth quarter. That was a big reason the Celtics ended up winning that game. I was just getting back on track. One turnover in in nine minutes of the Celtics is huge, um, especially with how much Tatum's been turning the ball over. He's averaging four he's averaging four turnovers a game in the playoffs right now, which needs to be fixed. Um, anyways, Jalen had 17 points. I said in the first quarter started very hot. Um, at one point it was 83-82 Warriors, and after that point the Celtics outscored them 33-17. Um, in the Celtics, the Celtics only allowed 11 points in the fourth quarter. So that was huge. Um, the Warriors didn't start hot though at all. They were two of 10 from three in the first quarter. Um, and that's something, uh, that was a little bit surprising that they got such a big lead and really started out cold. Um, but the Celtics, you know, weren't on their a game. They really got on the fourth quarter, really started getting going. But, um, the first quarter, the Celtics were playing very well. Jalen Brown, uh, was playing on his a game, but, um, besides that, um, it was definitely tough until the fourth quarter. It's when the Celtics really started uh, getting going. Um, anyways, Steph Curry, though, has been getting kind of locked up um, by Marcus Smart. Um, an interesting stat I saw from StatMuse um, today was that when defended by Marcus Smart, Steph Curry only has 12 points in three games to go along with three assists, four turnovers, and he shoots 33% from three and 36% from the floor when covered by Marcus Smart. Um, the Celtics were 10 of 14 with Steph as the primary defender against them. So uh, they've been scoring a ton, 71% they're shooting from the floor when Steph's covering them. And then you have Marcus Smart locking up Steph when he's covering him. It's not every possession. It's not very often. But um, you have Marcus Smart playing great defense, defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart playing great defense when he's covering Steph. Um, Steph did finish game three with 31 points off 6 of 11 shooting uh, from three. Um, and then Clay woke up also in game three, 25 points off 5 of 13 shooting uh, from three. He was one of eight from three uh, in game two. So he had to get going for them to have any chance. Um, and that's one thing that was interesting. Steph only had one free throw attempt in game three, which is the fewest uh, in the NBA playoffs for him this year, especially considering how much he drives. Only one free throw um, is definitely surprising, especially to me, um, since I always say, you know, they want to make games close and make games, uh, make series go to seven games. So they usually call more fouls, try to keep the games uh, always in check. Um, anyways, the biggest storyline after game three was Draymond Green. Uh, after the first three games of the series, he had 15 points to 15 fouls um, in the NBA Finals. He fouled out of two of three games, games one and game three. Um, he amassed, as I said, 15 points only, only 15 points in three games to go along with 15 fouls, which is nuts. Uh, in game three, was brutal once again. Two points, four rebounds, three assists, two turnovers to go along with that, and six fouls he fouled out of the game. Um, I saw a StatMuse tweet that said that Draymond Green has uploaded more podcast episodes in the playoffs than he has games uh, with double-digit points, 
double-digit rebounds and double-digit assists, uh, which is just crazy. Um, Draymond has more techs, actually, in the NBA Finals. One tech. Um, could have been two. He could have got a second one when he tried to pull Jalen Brown's pants down uh, in Game 2. Then he has three-pointers made. Um, he has zero points, uh, zero three-pointers made so far in the NBA Finals, which is nuts. Four techs in the playoffs so far for Draymond. Um, another interesting thing about his podcast, he has more podcast episodes uploaded in the NBA Finals, three of them now after every game, than block shots. He only got two block shots through three games. Um, he's supposed to be a defensive force. I know he's a little bit washed up on the offensive end. You know, He's not going to give you eight to ten points a game like he used to uh, consistently every night. Um, but the defense, too, though, only two block shots usually is better than that. Um, he made six three-pointers in the postseason, and has uploaded 17 podcast episodes. I know I'm comparing some crazy things, uh, but he's definitely uh, focused in on the podcast heavily, which I don't think is the worst thing. I know a lot of people are down on him on, about that, saying he's not focused, which I get. I think he should be focused on winning the NBA Finals too. But um, the podcast, from what I've seen, I've only seen a couple of them. It just seems like a post-game press conference where he just tells you what went on in the game. So um, I don't think it's the worst thing. But I guess if his teammates were to have a problem with it, then, he, then it is a problem. He's got to uh, focus more on trying to win, watch film, uh, practice, figure out you know what's going wrong, what's going right for the Warriors. Um, Brian Barrett of WEEI pointed out that he has more podcast episodes um, than shots made outside the paint. Um, in the NBA Finals, uh, which is nuts. Uh, that's a crazy statistic. Which I'm going to try to pull up uh, more from what he said. Uh, he said Draymond through three games, three of five in the restricted area, two of seven from floater range, and zero of zero from mid range, over two from corner threes, and over five from uh, above the break threes. And he said he's recorded more podcasts um, than shots made outside the paint, which is nuts in the NBA Finals. Um, he's definitely got a focus. Um, and get locked in, uh, especially if the Warriors want to have a chance to win. Um, but as I said, I don't think it's the worst thing at the end of the day, his podcast, since you know, it's on his own time and everything. Um, but um, this is what he had to say about it on his podcast about everyone criticizing him. So here you go. Listen, blah, blah, blah. Listen y'all going to get this podcast, like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. I'm going to leave the arena. I'm going to return to this hotel room. I'm going to return to my home when we're back in San Francisco. And I'm going to film this podcast. It will then be uploaded by Jackson. It will be edited by Jackson and uploaded by Jackson. And then you will turn this podcast on and you will listen. So there you go. There's the Draymond Green podcast um, on Volume Sports. Uh, that's where I just got that clip from. Uh, but that's him breaking down uh, that you're going to get this podcast no matter whether you like it or you don't like it. And he got a lot of criticism. Uh, I'm going to play an Isaiah Thomas clip. Uh, former NBA legend Isaiah Thomas uh, really went in on Draymond Green for his focus on the podcast, not focusing uh, on winning the NBA Finals. It really is about your mental toughness and your mental focus in being able to totally 100% concentrate on your opponent shutting him down understanding their offensive and defensive schemes and anytime you lose that focus or that concentration and you're talking about Cedric Maxwell and you're talking about podcast and you're talking about the fans don't talk about X and O's though then you have lost <laughs> you have really lost your concentration and your focus and where does that show up that show up in the box score in a game like tonight where you play you play 34 minutes you have four rebounds 
three assists, and two points. Draymond Green does that in a grade school game, not in the NBA Finals. So when you talk about focus, this is what the NBA Finals is about. And right now, he has lost focus in terms of concentrating on beating the opponent. He's not talking about Jalen Brown. He's not talking about Tatum. He's not talking about Marcus Smart. He's talking about podcasts, and he's talking about Cedric Maxwell and the fans. Concentration needs to come back on the Boston Celtics players who you're playing against out on the floor. You really... So there you go. There's Isaiah Thomas uh, giving his opinion on Draymond Green's podcast. Um, I don't think Draymond's podcast would be the reason that the Warriors were to win or lose. I don't think it uh, makes that big of a difference at the end of the day since it's on his own time. Uh, but one thing about it is, though, he did record that uh, podcast after Game 3 um, at 3 a.m., he said. I haven't eaten dinner yet, he said, and, um, and I could be watching film, but you're getting this podcast right now uh, for now instead. So I guess maybe, you know, he's putting uh, too much focus on it. Uh, but at the end of the day, it felt just like a, a post-game press conference. It didn't feel like, you know, he prepared, you know, uh, a 20-minute uh, presentation and then went in depth on plays and was breaking down film. It seems like he just, you know, opened a mic and just started talking uh, for 25 minutes. So I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but it could be a distraction. A distraction, especially in the NBA Finals, uh, could be a reason you do lose if the team uh, thinks, you know, Draymond's not fully locked in right now. He's not paying attention. If the team feels as though Draymond's not locked in, then it's then it's an issue. And the, the Warriors will have to talk to him about it. Um, and maybe tell them, you know, if you're going to upload a podcast, make it quick. Uh, you don't want to be spending 35, 45 minutes uh, every single night or after every single game uh, breaking down, you know, plays, which I don't think he gives anything away in it. You know, it's not what he's saying, you know, this is our game plan for game four. And this is how we're going to go about it. Um, but I do think maybe at the end of the day, if he's going to be uploading them, uh, you can't stop him from doing that, especially since uh, it's on his own time. Um, but a distraction like this, even if I don't think it's going to be the, the reason the Warriors were to lose a series if they were to. Um, any distraction uh, is going to be brought out uh, into a bigger uh, way and it's going to be uh, publicized a lot more heavily like you've seen on YouTube and uh, his podcast on YouTube has gotten a lot of views. But I mean, you, like you're going to see on Twitter and Instagram, everyone's going to be blowing it up. He's going to be getting a lot, a lot more views on YouTube too because everyone's going to be wanting to listen in. So I guess he's getting uh, his his attention and, and getting more views and more clicks. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm sure he wants to win the NBA Finals too. So I'm not really doubting his drive uh, like some people are. Um, anyways. The Celtics defense uh, clamped uh, Steph in the fourth quarter. The Celtics forced three turnovers from Steph, uh, from Steph Curry in the third in the fourth quarter. Excuse me, and only allowed him to get four shots off. Um, Marcus Smart responded huge on defense in Game Three, and then also on offense too. Twenty four points after just having two in Game Two, um, and that was the thing. The Celtics defense um, has been elite. Uh, has been the best in the NBA uh, just about all season long. And, and and that's the thing. The Warriors, I was worried about the Celtics uh, giving up transition points to the Warriors, which the Warriors have blown leads. Uh, a 15-point lead in Game 2. Uh, in Game 1, they had a... Let me see. What was their biggest lead? I just pointed out a minute ago. Uh, they blew a 15-point lead in Game 1. Celtics ended up winning. Game 2, uh, the Warriors... Had a 29-point lead, ended up you know, still winning by 19. But they had a 29-point lead in Game 2, a 15-point lead in Game 1. Uh, and then in Game 3, uh, the Celtics blew an 18-point lead and let the Warriors back into it. So uh, the Warriors have been going on runs, and they're capable. As I said, they took an 83-82-point uh, lead at one point in the third quarter. Um, they, are, they are very capable of going on runs. As I, as I said, they were up 15 in Game 1, 
29 in game two at one point. Um, and then in game three, came back down 18 um, and, and had a one-point lead. Um, so that's one thing that I worry about the Celtics. Uh, it's still something I worry about for them is finding a way to close out games uh, in the third and fourth quarter where if you have a big lead, let's say you're up 18 and the Celtics were going into the third quarter or in the third quarter at one point, you have to, have to, have to keep your foot on the gas pedal. Uh, this Warriors team, they're going to go in 8 9 runs on a blink with how well they shoot from three, especially Steph. Uh, he's been on. You can't complain. Steph Curry uh, has been the leading scorer in all three games. He needs some help out there, though. Draymond's averaging five points, seven rebounds, five assists, but shooting just 26% from the field. Um, Clay Thompson's not the same Clay Thompson uh, defensively that he that he was before his two uh, major injuries. Contributed well on offense in Game 3. Um, and then Jordan Poole did not have a great Game 3. Um, Kaminga, uh, Moody... Miles Moody, uh, Moses Moody, excuse me, and then Jonathan Kaminga off the bench don't really contribute much. Uh, they really only played in uh, garbage minutes for the most part. Kevon Looney, um, he's not a big rim protector, so you're not going to get too much, uh, too many block shots on defense. Um, and then obviously Draymond's not the same player he once was. Um, it's just tough for Steph uh, since he's been playing so well. He just hasn't gotten the help uh, that he really needs. So the Warriors now three and five on the road in the postseason. Uh, they're five and zero. Uh, following a loss uh, in the postseason. So like the Celtics, the Celtics were 6-0 and um, following a loss in the postseason. Now the Warriors are 5-0. and So going into tonight, um, Game 4, with the Warriors being 5-0, I'm sure they're going to try to bounce back and make it 6-0. Um, the, both the Celtics and Warriors play very well after losses. So we'll have to see how tonight goes. Uh, the Celtics are 12-0 in the NBA Finals, historically, uh, with a 2-1 lead. Uh, I'm going to give another couple things. The Celtics are 7-0 and after losing a game in the postseason in the playoffs this year. Uh, that ties the record... Uh, for consecutive wins following uh, losses in the NBA playoffs. Seven for the Celtics. Uh, that comes from a stat from NBC Sports Boston. Um, Golden State's now 0-3 of 3 in Game 3 of the NBA Finals um, under Steve Kerr when it's the series is tied 1-1 going into Game 3. Um, so just a couple things uh, to break down some trends um, in the, historically in the past of uh, where the Celtics and Warriors stand um, compared to their last times uh, in the NBA Finals. Anyways... Big game tonight for the Celtics. Hopefully they can pull off a win. Um, if I had a guess right now, I'm going to think uh, I'm going to say I think the Warriors bounce back, make it 2-2, um, and then we'll see what happens in Game 5. But that's only just because the Warriors have been playing so well after losses. Um, the Celtics have been having a really, really hard time in the third quarter, and that's an issue. If you're playing really bad for a, for a full quarter of a game, you're not going to always win you know, just by coming back and playing strong in the fourth quarter. You need to play well in the third quarter, so you don't need a historical comeback or, you know, a miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter. Um, so if I had to guess right now, I'm going to say Warriors win uh, game four. Um, I still think, I don't know, I had the Warriors winning originally, just like Colin Coward and Chris Gasper of Channel 5, um, just like Felger and Maz. Uh, Felger actually stayed with his Warriors pick. Maz stayed with his Warriors pick, I believe, just for now, um, since they didn't want to change it. Um and then I believe Chris Gaspis said he had Warriors in six originally. Changed it to Warriors in seven. Um, I'm not sure what Colin, uh, Colin Coward. I think I think he's trending more towards the Celtics now. Um, if I had to pick right now in the series, right now from this point on, I'd say the Celtics. Um, but as for a game four, who I think is going to win, I think the Warriors bounce back tonight, um, win uh, on the road. I know they're three and five on the road, so they're not playing too well. Um, but I think they bounce back tonight. I think Steph has a good game. Um, they need a little bit more offense. Out of guys like Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins is playing well, um, but they need more offense out of consistent offense, I should say, out of Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, um, and Andrew Wiggins. Maybe even a couple points out of Draymond. If they can get you know eight to ten points out of Draymond, Draymond's just been shooting horrible from the floor, twenty six percent. But if they can get 
eight to ten points from Draymond. Uh, that makes you have to at least cover him. If he hits a couple threes, you have to cover him from three. Spreads a four a little bit, makes it a little bit easier for Steph uh, and guys to drive down the lane. So we'll see how it goes. Go Celts, though. Should be a big one. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I might have another episode upload tomorrow um, on Saturday. Maybe I'll break down the Celts game and then talk about the NHL playoffs um, and a couple other things. So uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a good one. Enjoy the game tonight and go Celts.